Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to the designforwar.com podcast. This is episode 31. Today I'm joined by John Devlin, who is a graphic designer, author and football kit expert. Hi John, how are you? Hello Jay, yeah good, not bad thanks. And you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Congratulations on the release of uh, your new book. Thank you very much, appreciate that, thank you. True Colours International Football Kits an illustrated guide is that correct that's the one yep okay well we'll certainly be talking about that a little bit later on uh but the main reason i've got you on is to talk about the world cup kits and the world cup fast approaching most of the kits have been released or launched at least um what what do you think of them in general i wasn't bowled over originally but the closer i find with so many um new kit launches the closer you look at them the more you're exposed to them you actually think actually there's some brilliant ideas going on here and uh when you flick through them there's some really good stuff but there's also a kind of a little bit of a deja vu going on here as well and not just from the adidas collection but a lot of the designs you think okay you know it's not much of a move on from before but there's still some good ones out there Mm. yeah nike in particular um They've got a sort of progression. I suppose all football kits run like that, but this sort of progression with this vapor thing, yeah. and they're just tweaking the designs. So I noticed not a World Cup kit, but the Manchester City kit for next season is like a combination of the last two home kits. It's quite quite a strange thing. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that, but yeah, I th- I thought that looked pretty good, the City one. But it's it's interesting with that template because there's some slight variations. I noticed the um, is it the France kit's got like a little button on it as well, hasn't it on the neck? There's some different things going on. Um, I'm not quite sure how that fits in with the Nike master plan. Yeah, I I think I haven't checked it very closely, but that's something I've noticed. I think. They have these slight embellishments, like the the little button there, which I don't know even if it's a functioning button or if it's just like added on there. Cosmetic, um, yeah. Yeah, like completely cosmetic. Um, I don't think because the, the Nike kits for the last three seasons have really been developers' kits rather than kit designers' kits. Yeah. So that that's the way I take them anyway. So they are the developers say, what is the best football kit that? Um, a football team could wear with the maximum ventilation and uh, performance technology all of this all these buzzwords yeah mm-hmm. and then it's embellished mainly through sublimation uh by the the kit designers so the the next department along which isn't necessarily always in that order because the right. kit, kit designers will work out where seams would be a lot of the time but this seems 
or it's it's a combination of the two teams working together, de developers working with the kit designers to say um, what looks good and what will be the best to play in as well. Um, so now we're on the third variation of this. That's right. It's quite Supposedly improvements, I, I mm. would assume. Is that, that would be your assumption as well, I suppose? Yeah, but, but again, the, the differences are minimal, aren't they? Which I, I suppose would make sense if they're saying this is the optimum shirt design. Therefore, mm. you know, how much better can best the best be, as it were? Yeah. Um, and and also there's the worry that if they've put so much time and money into it as they'd have us believe they have in order to make this this football kit that they give to everyone, which yeah. as a principle is fantastic. It says all of our, our clients, we won't shortchange anyone. Everyone's going to have this excellent kit that we've managed to, we've discovered in effect, this that will make you play a lot better. Um, they might now, now get to a stage where they go, well, actually, we, we were right a year ago and we can't improve it any further. And then that's when change comes in for change's sake. And that it might be to the detriment of the performance technology, maybe. But it, I think it feels... Sorry, Jay, I'm just going to say, it feels sometimes like, you know, Nike are almost on the brink of something fantastic here or a disaster because it, it depends on how this how this then works out. With every blank canvas going to every team, you're quite right. What's the next stage? How will it then progress? One criticism I would have um, is that when you look at the shirts... And for me, the shirt design starts, the foundation of the shirt design is with the collar. When they are all the same, and they're all very slick and trimmed back, then, then where does the shirt go? Do you know what I mean? So if the basic construction is the same, and, and the, the badge and the Nike swoosh placement is the same, mm. what, what changes? And, and that's when I'm worried if, we, if we're going to get into a slightly stale situation. Now. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're going to struggle to argue that having a flappy collar on a shirt is going to improve the performance of the players. Exactly. So that, mm. And that's, for us, as people who just watch or look at the shirts or buy the shirts or wear the shirts in the pub or whatever it is, we might like a collar on it, but their their argument will always be, well, no, that's, that's not going to work out. But the other manufacturers are saying, yeah, it might, it might be a a 1% in that particular area that we might lose, but it's still, maybe it will sell better in the shops or it still looks good aesthetically, it's more pleasing sometimes. Mm. So they would still make that compromise and, and add something like that. I think you're right. And I think I've, I've mentioned before with the uh, the Vapor stuff is uh, it kind of makes me wonder if we're heading into a post-replica age where replica sales aren't, in, aren't important or as mm. important anymore, and it is literally all about performance, uh, yeah. form follows function kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah, mm, very I, interesting. I've I've suspected for a while that the amount that these brands are paying the big clubs, the Man Uniteds and the um, the Real Madrids and so on, yeah, to to make their kits. I don't know to what extent they get it back, and whether it's more to more like a sponsorship deal to say this is the exposure we need and yeah. then we'll create all these other products which will sell so trainers and tracksuit bottoms and all this kind of thing so we don't necessarily need to see that full returns on the the football shirt sales we just need our brand out there and on on like the 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 
uh, ultra HD TV screens and all this. Yeah. So so then it's it's increasing our profile and and we'll get the money back through sales of other things, which must have always been an, an element of, of making football kits for football teams, but maybe more so than ever now. Could well be, and of course, then we can lean back to the official description that you often see: technical sponsor. Mm. You know, we call it manufacturer design, but but the the official is the technical sponsor is Nike, Adidas, whoever. Yeah, mm. um, and yeah. we also know that that putting a a logo on a shirt does not necessarily make, mean that they are the manufacturer. That's that can yeah. be a separate deal anyway. But that's that's Good a, point. Quite uh, tangential. That um, okay. Let's quickly go through the World Cup. Kits mm. that we we know of because not all of them have been released. A lot of them have been leaked, and I don't know which ones of these are, are leaks and which ones are official releases. But um, let's start with Group A and start with the hosts, uh, Russia. Now the Russia home shirt is like a a retro thing, isn't it? It's, now you've just done the book. Did they ever wear that design originally? I don't think their first team actually ever wore that. So. See, they've worn the reverse as an away shirt, according to a book I've got here. Yeah. I've got a feeling it was their Olympic shirt. I'm not, not of the was it eighty eight Olympics? I'm not sure now. Yeah. So I have a, yeah, I have a feeling it was their Olympic shirt there, which I didn't cover. Okay. But it's um, it's it's it's, and it's a template that was. It's actually, I believe, it was a Climalite two thousand template. So mm. one of the first instances of Climalite sort of you know high tech fabric coming out. Yeah. Portugal wore it, and uh, a few other teams as well. Um, just as a general point, do you do you like the the look back at these kits so the the old designs from we're talking late 80s through to 94 so sort of six year yeah. period is that what we're looking at at the minute with the new releases it is it's primarily that 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 kind of brief uh, window isn't it i think i think in some respects it's brilliant i mean i've always people always say to me what's what makes a classic kit what makes a great kit and i always say it's heritage and you know a, a contemporary feel mm. and that's exactly what adidas have done they've taken um heritage and given it a modern interpretation but the heritage they, they've looked at is their own more so than perhaps the countries if you see what i mean mm. so it's an interesting one, and it's again, if you want to get really kind of analytical about it, it's another depth in um, in design kind of uh, thinking in terms of resurrecting these designs. It's curious that they've they've taken a, a span of years rather than saying let's go for this single design, mm. and um, and they've chosen. You know, I think this new Scotland home has the famous Dutch kind of geometric pattern on the front. It's, you know that influence is coming in, so it's not always shirts that the teams have worn previously, but it's um it's certainly a very strong theme that they're going for. Although, of course, not every team has that aspect with the new shirts. No, and and the Russia away shirt, I believe, is is one that they've gone for one of these like patterns. Um, yeah. I think it's like a mix of dots and squares and things. Is that right? That's right. It's, it, and again, it's, it's maybe we can talk about that more when we look at the Nike Nike stuff. Is that there is there is definitely I feel a hard line now between home and away shirts, possibly more distinct than ever before. And there's almost a different approach for um, for each design sometimes. Mm. Okay, so continuing in Group A, uh, moving on to Nike for Saudi Arabia. I don't really want to talk about these. Um, I think the home is green and the away is white, or vice versa. Um, uh -huh. So it's it's very very plain. Not a lot going on. Even the the sound wave thing that 
that all the shirts have got on the sleeve. I didn't even notice that with the Saudi Arabia kit. Okay. So um, that that might be the only thing that really makes it unique in any way. It's incredibly plain. And, and it's, I don't know about you, Joe, I find it really funny that considering this is a real strong aspect of every single, virtually every single mm. Nike shirt at the moment, the firm itself aren't making a big explanation of what this designs, what that sound wave business is all about, really, are they? Do you, have you found that? Uh, I haven't seen like the the marketing talk about it. No, I remember they Umbro had it on a and a um, a Manchester City shirt, didn't they? They had a Soundwave yeah. in the background, for, which was meant to be Blue Moon or something. I think Soundwave of Blue Moon playing. Mm. Um, it's a nice idea, and it it works best. I really like the new Paris Saint Germain shirt where they've got it as the central red band, the uh, vertical band that runs down the front, they've done that in the sound wave. Oh, okay. And I think that's I'm a really s- nice twist on that. Not seen that. And it's and it's definitely a sound wave, because I, mean, I, I look at it and think, it, it, to me, it looks like kind of cracked ice, is what I always get that impression. But it's definitely, they're definitely calling it a sound wave. I, no, I don't quote me on that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. So maybe it's it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. If they haven't pushed it, I think I might have heard that somewhere, but if they haven't pushed it enormously, then maybe it's 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 for us to decide for ourselves. I think the manufacturers could do themselves a great favour if they actually engaged the replica buying public a little bit more with the design. So rather than just giving um, out PR or marketing spin yeah. or an explanation, actually really go to get get under the skin of the design and explain what they're doing, they might find that people would would warm to the designs a bit more. Do you, do you think people are, are screaming at us now, saying, we did explain it, you can't even bother to read the stuff <laughs> yeah. we've sent out? It could well be. I've not I've not seen much on it. It's just, uh, you know, they come out and that's and that's it. Adidas seem to be a little mm. bit more explanatory about their uh, inspiration. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We, we may be proved wrong. Maybe we've missed it. Mm. We've missed that memo. Perhaps, but there, there's, a, there's a failure there anyway, isn't there? If we... If we haven't been, uh, they yeah. haven't engaged us enough for us to have read whatever they've put out. Then, then that's that's on them still. I think. I think so. Maybe. <laughs> uh, also in Group A, uh, Egypt. I don't know why it's got that that checkerboard thing. The um, yeah. in the in the jacquard, the thing that Rangers had in the eighties. Um, it's it's red with white and black trim. I think it's very Egypt. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I th- I quite like it. Um, Mo Salah plays for Egypt, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I like it. I like the idea of him wearing that shirt, and that and the, and quite, the, works quite well. The way I think is that standard design that um, Adidas have rolled out for Belgium and Scotland with the uh, the kind of it's like a mixture of horizontal jacquard shadow stripes and yeah. with varying thicknesses, creating a slight again checkerboard effect. Yeah, that checkerboard effect looks like um, an Umbro thing from years ago. I don't. Yeah, it if, does. I don't mean like the Rangers one, but there was another one, wasn't there, that they had? Didn't Derby have it and things? They did. The, 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 yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. And also, even that varying thickness, that, that's not a brand new thing. Mm. Um, and that's what I mean about a little bit of deja vu with a lot of these designs. You yeah. think, oh, I've seen that before. Hmm. But again, I think they're, they're 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 nothing remarkable. The Egypt ones, but they're solid enough, aren't they? 
Yeah, well, I do like the home. I think we got a little bit confused with it. So we, we see a lot of them and, and we go, well, what kit is that referring to? And yeah. then you've got to remind yourself that it doesn't necessarily have to refer to a kit from the past. It's taking different elements from maybe not even the same team and putting it together to make the best kit they can. And I think the the Egypt one works quite well. So fair but play to that, I suppose. Again, it makes, it makes me wonder in the, when the where the decisions are made. Mm. When... You know, what's the criteria for people saying, okay, we're going to give you a retro design or we're going to give you a teamwork template design? There's, you know, there's no hard and fast rule, is there, as we'll see as we go through the rest of the uh, rest of the teams. So Uruguay, the, just to finish off Group A, yeah. Uruguay, uh, the first Puma team. Um, I, I quite like the home. I think the home has got the big sun thing which is on the uruguay flag is that right that's right it's it's actually it's taken from a um uh, a monument in uruguay apparently but what what i like about the the uruguay shirts and the way they're developing is that there's a theme so this sun that's obviously in um represented on the flag is being rolled out and reinterpreted each time but there's a consistency there's like a linear a progression with what they're doing so this is another one of those of those um designs which i, I think works really well mm. yeah i do like that one the the away on that again is pretty plain so i'm not particularly i don't have anything particularly to say about that do you john or is, no and no. again we're looking at something that you think okay have, have i seen that before i, I don't know you know mm. it's that kind of that kind of feeling i'm getting there has been a fair amount of criticism of of puma because i, I know that a lot of football kits, maybe ninety percent of football kits, are template-based anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the Puma ones with the same neck design on each one, or contrast, sort of, almost like a dog collar um, neck design on a lot of them. They they've been criticised uh, quite widely that there's a lack of originality there. But you look at the Puma kits as well, and you certainly see the Puma have always done their own own thing, and they've done a lot of tight shirts over the last few years anyway. So it's difficult to say mm. who who actually started this. But they seem influenced by the vapor style, so there's almost an acceptance from the two companies that that is what a football kit should look like now. The very sleek design, very slim Seem, fitting. Seems to be going that way, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. Um, group B, uh, Portugal. I wasn't particularly impressed with the home or the away for Portugal. Uh, there's a little bit of design on the Portugal away shirt. Is it like the dotted thing and going into green? Is it white? Yeah. Green? You see, I I quite like that. The the home one. Okay, mm, it is what it is. Mm. This is where I'm. I get excited by what Nike are doing because each many were each many of their away shirts have this little bit of um, edge to them, and I think this is really subtle, but it's really beautiful at the same time. That subtle kind of uh, cross, the kind of explorers cross from Portuguese. Um, naval history as it were and then it's faded out with different sizes to create this abstract very modern very contemporary approach but i, I think it works mm. okay yeah um the spain one spain are in the same group as portugal i, I like that group because portugal spain i mean it's just like say what you see but portugal spain and morocco in the same group and yeah. geographically obviously that's three very local derbies there um which excites me but it's probably irrelevant um <laughs> the the spain um 
the Spain home kit we've seen, it's it's a remake of the 1994 shirt. I don't think it's bringing anything new. It happens to the blue on it happens to look purple because they've done it in in short lines. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and the red shows through, so then it turns it purple, which was controversial because it's like a socialist. It's like it's it's socialist colouring from the, the Spanish Civil War, something like that. But that's a complete um, fluke thing. Uh, the we've talked enormously about on various podcasts, but is there anything you want to add to that regarding that you, shirt? The only thing I'd say about this, and this is something that isn't often talked about, another reason why shirts are looking, you know, that, that it feels like they haven't moved on very much, is logo manufacturer's logo and team crest are in the same position on nearly every shirt now mm. there's none of this movement it's it's i feel that's quite static the spain one is one of the few shirts where the adidas logo is sitting centrally yeah because of that band down one side and for me that's it's just giving us a little bit of difference there i think they there's a real danger of this kind of identical approach mm. the monoculture of kits where everything's beginning to look a bit the same and has done for some time and you know a little bit of movement with the way these a bit more imagination with where these things are placed might not be a bad idea mm. yeah that's a that's a good spot well, as soon as you, you mentioned the placement i thought oh yeah this the adidas logo is in the middle there probably because it wouldn't show up very much on the on the pattern yeah. down the other side i mean it wasn't uncommon obviously as you know a few years back that adidas were doing that quite quite often mm. but when you consider we've got shirt numbers as well i just think there's scope there for manufacturers to do something a bit more interesting with their logo placement yeah yeah and also that if you do put the logo in a in a weird position to allow for the squad number that is going to push people to to get the shirts printed up with the squad number to to complete the look i suppose as well so there's there's a marketing element to that as well there's that's i think that's definitely the case and that's something i think newcastle pioneered that in the was it the late 90s where they had the shield on the back of the shirt do you remember Mm. it looked it looked odd if there wasn't a number on there so Yeah. yeah there's scope for that as well yeah um regarding the the movement of the the logo we mentioned vapor and obviously they've got a uh, it's all set up for every kit. This is where the logos go. Uh, in the Australian A League or the A League, um, they they have a sponsor, I think, or the the competition brand in on the chest. So they do move the swoosh to the to the centre on those shirts. Oh, okay. So that, that's an allowance that there is for that. Mm. So just uh, for the completists out there. Um, <laughs> The the Spain away. I wanted to talk about the Spain away, and yeah. this is like a, it's red on like an off white color. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's it, it, and it's so it's a really bright red, which is mm. almost appearing orange in some yeah. photos that I've seen, um, and that incredibly pale blue, which you know again, it's it's trying something a bit different. So I'm all for that. Yeah, that color. I I would spoke to someone. I was I was with a work colleague the other day, and we were driving along, and. Mm. Um, we we saw saw like a golf, like a VW golf. I know no, absolutely nothing about cars, and he said that that color of that golf, that's uh, that's an extra three grand. I said, wow, well, it's an extra three grand to have it in that color. And I said, well, it's white, and he said, no, it's not white. It's this slightly off white with a tint of blue. And oh, I've, okay. I've seen it on two other football kits as well. I think Chelsea had it last season. Yeah. Something maybe very similar as well. Mm. So it's I don't know where this has come from, but why would you pay an extra three grand to get 
your car slightly off white to make it look slightly dirty it's a mystery it's a mystery isn't it well but what i find really funny with the spain kit is that the shorts are white so it, oh. it, it's kind of actually does it work does it not i'm not sure the shirt i think looks looks good mm. and i like that reinterpretation of the um the classic dutch geometric design on the front there I say Dutch, of course, other sides wore it as well. But the shorts are white, and it feels like it's it's not the difference isn't quite enough. But clearly, mm. it's deliberate. Yeah, uh, there's been a bit of that recently with the shirt not matching the shorts perfectly, particularly with Adidas, I think. Whereas oh, really? Nike went the other way and have started making shorts in exactly the same material as the shirt, so it right there's no differentiation at all. But Adidas have gone the other way. Um, uh, Morocco also in the group as I mentioned. Uh, they're they've re- oh, we've only seen the away shirt, and it's that new template that looks like the Admiral England yeah. eighty two thing. I've, I and even then, there's I, I did a little bit of research on this the other day. Some Moroccan news people are saying that the there's been such uproar about this design that they've pulled it. And I, I don't know if that's true, whether I'm gossiping hideously there, but. There's huge mystery about Morocco, uh, and funny enough, Iran as well, who are in the group too. But the, yeah, it's a real mystery about what's happening with their kids. Um, I don't know why you would, because that's a, I quite like that template. Maybe I because do. it's yeah. a template, but and I, I love that. It's I think especially, I don't know if this. Oh no, it's not. If you get it in white and blue, the that template because it's a it's a like a pub team template as well you can get it out of the team wear catalogs yeah, yeah if you get it blue on white you just need like a some red probably red electrician's tape like insulation <laughs> tape and you can turn yeah. it into that england 82 shirt i think but if you put that tape on it will double the weight of the shirt possibly ah, of and, and not wick yeah. sweat so much so they're, they're the things you need to think about yeah I'd forgotten <laughs> that. good point um Morocco, so we haven't seen the home home shirt from Morocco. No. Uh, just on the subject of, of shirts being pulled, I don't know if you've seen it, but China had this fantastic black shirt with dragons in, in oh, the, yeah, yeah. the watermark and bright mm. and the, the logos are bright yellow. They released it. They were, they haven't promoted it at all. Apparently the the Chinese FA are really angry with it. Well really? angry with Nike for making it, apparently. And okay. it went on sale and it sold out immediately. This is something I've heard on um, one of the websites you might hear these sorts of things on. I don't know how, how much truth there is in it. Interesting. It was brilliant as well. I really wanted that yeah. one. And apparently it's, it's gone. What is it, a cultural thing? Have they, have they made some cultural faux pas? Yeah, I was... I, I did, they get, to, did they get Prince Philip to design it? I mean, what's, yeah. what's happening Well, there? I spoke to um, Angelo Troffer the other day. Mm. And we talked about... He's done some Japan designs where it's just like the flag... So it's a white shirt with a a red circle in the middle of it, and it looks really good. But yeah. I just wonder if these things look good because we're we're not so off a with the with the culture. But mm. to someone from these, well, I, I'm not. I'm using Japan as another example. I'm not grouping China and Japan together. But if you're actually from the country, maybe when these designs are shown and they're popular with people elsewhere, mm. you have a completely different take on it. Uh, I don't. What, I don't Good know what, if it was a well I remember how I felt about when Nike released the the original um like Marinier 
away shirt with the stripes and that was I knew yeah I knew you were going to say that it's, it's a similar kind of scenario isn't it yeah and, and I was kind of offended I was I wasn't I like it and it's something I would wear but I remember just thinking it's too easy French stripy jumper like whether that's actually getting getting into what the culture is or not or whether it's just your stereotype of what French people are. I, I remember I we had a com- we had a conversation at the time about it, and mm. I mean I loved it. It's one of my favourite ever shirts, I have to say. But again, is it a a kind of um, <laughs> it's not a white and black and white thing? Is it like a another countryman's view of that culture, which yeah. which can be incredibly patronising? So certainly, and and when you look at some of the smaller nations where they have a very strong culture that maybe we don't always appreciate there is a danger that we'll get it wrong but but as i know with with these companies they do tend to do that research very thoroughly yeah. and uh will really try and get under the skin of what makes that country tick mm. it's surprising that it's got to that stage to release stage and then the chinese fa have gone well no we're not allowing you that it's yeah like, <laughs> you, I, I, you, you you just think nike would just show a a trail of emails showing that it's been accepted <laughs> several times and something doesn't feel really right to with it. something doesn't feel mm. right about that story we'll see we'll see what happens no no it could just be um rubbish but uh well, i i don't own that shirt so there's the main problem i have um <laughs> it, i don't want i don't I haven't marked anything down for iran i'm not sure if the shirts have been actually released yet have you got no, you, no, no, nothing, nothing on them. But, but it's interesting, as we have nothing to talk about for them. Mm. It's a very red group, isn't it? I think every team there has a red home shirt. Yeah. So it's going to be. Uh, I've got a feeling there might not some clashes, but I think even with the aways, there might be some, uh, you know, red and whites going about bandied about there. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, group C. Uh, we're on. We just mentioned France. Yeah. Uh, uh, the home shirt we've mentioned earlier. It's got the little button on the collar. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It's got the sound wave thing down the sleeve as well. Do you, do you know what? Every time I refresh my page and, and I see that shirt appear on a different page, my opinion changes. Sometimes I love mm. it. Sometimes I think uh, something's not quite right and I can't put my finger on it. But it's, um, yeah, it's, hmm, I don't know, Jay. Yeah, I'm mixed. It's... I have a mixed opinion. I should love it. I don't quite know why I'm not. It's, What's what's new about it is Nike new. It's not France new for that mm. one. So the they've got the right retro crest, which they've had for a, a few shirts yeah. now, which is lovely. But that's not new. Um, they've got the the button on the the collar, and they've had that before. I think they've had like a a granddaddy type look to yeah. to a, at least one shirt that they've released over the last few years for France. So all they've brought to the table that's new is not related to france it's related to nike in the Soundwave mm. thing so it's it's fine i don't have a problem with it but um it's not it's not something i can get particularly excited about and yet it, yet it should be it should be shouldn't it when you look at it you think hang on we've got we've got this you know the zigzag sound wave mm. knit pattern on the sleeves we've got the french flag running down the inside there's lots there to get excited about but somehow mm. It doesn't feel like it's fitting together well. Yeah. Maybe we're a little bit spoiled with the, the Nike shirts that have been released, uh, the Nike France shirts that have been released over the last few years. Maybe they've um, 
maybe they've been so good that, that yeah should it be the royal blue again do you think or are you are you happy with the navy no i quite like it dark i think yeah uh-huh. yeah it works with the the stylings so the the crest like that i think it works it has a it has a better look but yeah i i'm i'm sure they'll tone it down on the next one uh, okay yeah um the away shirt has the colored flex on it i did like it originally when i started seeing the leaks but it, it doesn't really excite me now. Um, does it do anything yeah. for you? It's like, I, I don't mind this. I, again, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm quite a fan of the away, of Nike's away stuff mm. this this year. Um, but it, it's it's bringing back memories for me. I don't know about you of that that England, the first England shirt after the '09 one, where they had the little Peter Savile crosses on there. Oh yeah, it's got that kind of a feel to it. That um, yeah, kind of slightly random arrangement. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Jay. I don't mind it. Don't mind mm. it. It's okay. I've got a, uh, I've, I've got a jumper that I bought from Primark about ten years ago. That was a very <laughs> similar design to that. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I could guess where you were going to go with that. <laughs> um, I literally do. I'm not. I'm not yeah, saying no, that. I it know. looks like one you could buy it. in Primark. I've literally got it. Um, the, Australia in that group as well. Yeah, I quite like the home. The home's got the yeah. the, des- the design. On the sleeves, yeah, exciting. I think that's that's where we start to see the idea of this Nike shirt working by giving everyone the blank canvas mm. and I think, right, here we go. What can we embellish it with? Something that's got some kind of meaning, and there is some meaning to this, isn't there as well? Um, is it supposed to be waves, a sea of gold? Apparently, oh, Have is you it? Heard that oh, story? I thought it was it was uh, mountains or something. I might be wrong. Well, Do they have mountains yeah, in that, Australia? But, they're talking about um, apparently the, the game where Australia qualified for the uh, 06 World Cup, and they uh, the caption at the time issued a statement saying, "Let's create a sea of gold," and that's what this is supposed to be oh, representing, okay. like a back oh. and cry. But but again, it feels quite, uh, you know, not a tenuous story, but it feels is that really the, a good enough story to, for the inspiration here? Um. I think we'd kind of be satisfied with it if there was no story because it looks good. Yeah. So I suppose they, if they, even if it's, we keep on saying retrofitting, but I don't, I don't know if it necessarily is. But they, if they come up with something and then they tweak it once they've got the narrative, mm. I'm, I'm not really going to complain about that. I don't think. I, I personally don't need a concept for mm. every shirt design. Um, if it's real, if it's strong then great but but i i don't think every shirt needs it uh no the away for australia is the dark green with the the weird sash that seems a little bit low and it's done with like two two colored paint strokes do you like yeah. that one it's okay yeah mm. um I, i'm really struggling to get my head around a lot of the designs because again they they seem to be it's almost as if they're all coming from the same stable in a way. Both Nike and Adidas. The same designs, mm. the same basic feel with these their varying thicknesses of line and, and the way the colour works with them. So there's there's a kind of a you know, there's a similarity there I feel. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah things are gonna be tied in together through the same brand anyway, I suppose. Um but I feel there's a crossover between the the stylings of of many shirts at the moment. Yeah, uh, Peru 
it you have to really go some to 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 design a bad Prusa. <laughs> I certainly yeah. don't think Umbro have done that. I think they they've done brilliantly for for Peru over the last few. Oh, in fairness, if you look at some of the Peru shirts from the the late nineties and early two thousands, they're horrendous. Yeah. So you can actually do badly. Uh, but Umbro have been great with them recently. I think personally, and I I don't think these are exceptions. I think they've been. I think Umbro have been very strong with virtually all of those South American jerseys. Mm. A lot of the domestic club sides as well. There's a. I think if people in the UK saw more of those designs, I have a suspicion we'd see more Umbro in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Um, I think I, I I mentioned I spoke to Andrew Trofer the other day, mm. and in one of his uh, little magazines that he releases. He put a, a Peru shirt in there, and um, that's possibly my favourite one. That he used Umbro as the manufacturer on that as well, I think. Oh, okay, mm. and that is that is um, that would be the definitive Peru shirt, in my opinion. It's in, it's interesting with this one as well, is that they've got those little um, gold tapings there, mm, which was yeah. an Umbro motif from last year that I don't believe is carrying on this year. I think, uh, for example, Derby and I think West Ham had it as well. So that's interesting that a new design has a slightly older design flourish there. Yeah. Hmm. Do what do you think of things... the thickness of the sash? Should that be bigger? Um, no, I think that's about right, isn't it? I do. You think it's a bit slim, do you? I think it's a little bit. I was when I. I, I it's going to sound like I'm name dropping here. I don't mean to be. When I was at Talksport on Friday, Paul Hawksby was saying there that he felt the sash needed to be much thicker, much deeper. Mm. And certainly, if you look at like the late seventies Pru shirts, they, they yeah. were a bit more substantial in in that department. But um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, the away shirt is. I think it's. Is it a reverse? Uh, it's not a. Compl- it's not an entire reversal. I don't think, but it is. It's a white sash on red, isn't it? That's right. Slightly yeah. different Umbro diamond taping device there used, but uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I like. I like the. I like the away. I think that works really well. Um, the Denmark are also in that group now. See, Hummel recently came back for Denmark, and people were looking forward to these kits, thinking that they might do a, reimagina- a reimagination of the uh, 86 kits. They haven't actually done that, but they're they're quite minimalist kits, but the chevrons have a, a nod to yes. the 86, which I think is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, very, um, but, that, but you know, that's typical Hummel, very mm. elegant, very considered, but, but really nice type. They don't always do the obvious Although, having said that, a lot of their kits, <laughs> you know, they're very much of the Hummel family, obviously. But they um, they don't always give people what they expect. So they, I think, I think these are really good. Very simple, very plain, very elegant, though. Hmm. Yep. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Jay. One thing on that on the Denmark shirts, yep. it's the return of the the kind of full B logo for Hummel, which we haven't seen properly for crikey i don't know 20 30 years rather than just having the word mark hummel they've actually got the b device as well that's what uh hummel means bumblebee in german doesn't it yes something like that (laughs) but yeah but it's great i was really excited to see that back yeah no i didn't know i haven't noticed that that's brilliant that's really good okay uh group d uh argentina this the home shirt 
it's all right. It's, they're, they're doing something with the with the stripes. They've got like a gradient chevrony thing going on in the stripes. D- did you like that? Yeah, it's, it reminds me when you get a JPEG and you blow it up too much and the uh, it becomes pixelated. It's got that kind mm. of feel to it, hasn't it? A little yeah. bit. But yeah. yeah, I think that that's um, again. It's it's almost like you'd never notice that on the pitch. That are these only are these only elements for the replica wearers to uh, admire and appreciate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, the away shirt has got this design, and Columbia's got this as well, which is a, a like a nineteen ninety around that time sort yeah. of design, isn't it? Uh, the three bars coming in from the side. Yeah, very tra- traditional sort of early nineties Umbro, uh, Umbro Adidas classic. Yeah, um, I I'm not a big fan of it. I think it works for the Colombia one because they actually had a shirt of that style. Oh, maybe Argentina did as well, actually. They um, did, yes. They yeah. did have something in navy blue, not black. But oh, Okay. Um, but I think some teams have got it as like a training shirt, so it looks a little bit cheap for me because some of the club sides next season are having it as a training shirt. So, Do you know what you've you've hit the nail on the head there, Jay? Uh, that's that's the kind of the missing part of my thinking with this these modern kit these modern kits this year. They all have that training shirt aesthetic, mm. and it's those it's the varying thicknesses of stripes, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, home's okay, away's okay, but you know, problems. Um, Iceland, I've talked about these before. I, I don't like them. Uh, they've got this this paint splatter dotty thing on the on the sleeves are you a fan of them i want to love them Mm. um and sometimes again sometimes i do and sometimes i don't i think the away works very well uh they've got a nice uh, i think is is there a third shirt as well i don't know there's there's been talk about that as too but um it's great to see a smaller brand in there that's what i like to see an um area shirt or area shirt there as well at the world cup is really important but i think you know i think they're okay yeah, lots of okays, aren't they? With this World Cup, <laughs> we're not yeah. we're not sort of enthusing, but yeah. yeah, I think they've got one in blue, one in white, and one in red, and maybe the red's the goalkeeper shirt or something. But yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not overly impressed with them. Uh, Croatia, they've they've made the the checkerboard thing on the on the sh- on the home shirt a little bit fuzzy, and then yeah. the away shirt is black and uh, black and blue. Um, the checkerboard thing again uh i'm underwhelmed by those yeah the the away i think is 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 very attractive the croatia home i it's it's a difficult one to get really really excited about because it's um it's it's always going to be like that isn't Mm. it it's always going to be that checkerboard but the away i think works well yeah yeah uh i think that's another one the away is maybe one of these people will buy it because it's unassuming maybe it's yeah it's, it doesn't you're not going to see someone wearing that from a long way away it uh, feels doesn't it sometimes with these designs that in the same way that a shirt now has so much kind of visual i'll, I'll use the word clutter on yeah. it that there's lots more influences behind a shirt design there's yeah. a lot you know there's different thinking behind what it needs to look like what it needs to do mm. our nike taking into account the replica wearing market or are they not so i know what you mean i mean that's a very easy shirt to wear casually isn't it the croatia way yeah you're not going to offend anyone with that Mm. um nigeria now i'm 
I hope you love the Nigeria home shirt. Yeah, all good. All good as far as I'm concerned. Looks great. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favourites. Uh, not not actually my favourite, but one, certainly one of them. Uh, it's a it's a reimagination. I like that word. I'm not sure it is a word. Uh, reimagination or reimagining of the the Nike shirt that they released after the '94 World Cup. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's modernised. It's not direct reproduction uh, or reissue or anything like that it's, it brings something new to the table and I really like it the away is very plain so we'll, we won't bother talking about that I think it's just a dark green but then again we've seen this home and away it's almost like uh, all the eggs are in one basket with all of these kids mm. from Nike that the uh, they can't they can't go overboard too much on both so one will always be a bit tamer yeah yeah which and it also caters for everyone doesn't it if you if you can't wear that sort of shirt anymore, but you still want to show your support for the team, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and you you prefer something slightly more understated, slightly more understated. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that's how to phrase that. Um, <laughs> I know, I knew what you meant. Um, then, then you could go with your way. Okay, so Group E, Brazil, one of the favourites for the tournament. Uh, the home shirt I thought is very Brazil-like, so it's it's got a nice classic look to it i quite like the socks on that one the the shirt has the uh sound wave whatever it is on the on the sleeves and it's just nice quite balanced would you agree with yeah, that i think it's fine i think yeah. it's it's hard to get do, do you know what it's really hard to get really excited about a brazil shirt but mm. it's also really hard to get offended by one as well they're just always what they are i know they've been there's been a little, little bit of talk about matching the shade of yellow perfectly to the 1970 world cup I don't know if that's true. But with all of these Nike home shirts, there's this subtle, really subtle design on the front that I've not yet quite got to grips with. Mm. Um, a kind of aerated fabric, tonal, stripes, horizontal. I'd love to see exactly what that design is. Mm. Um, the Away, I quite like. It's got like a, a isometric star design, star around yeah. the crest. I, I quite like that one. One of my favourites of the whole tournament. I love that shirt. Mm. I love it. I think it's exactly what Nike should be doing with these uh, blank canvases, as I call them. Yeah, exactly. They, it does. It it They all have so, un, limitless potential because they are blank canvases, like you say. So something like that is um, realising that potential. I agree. And I much prefer seeing the tonal shapes rather than stripes. I think those thin stripes for me, and I'm, it's going to sound like I'm being really picky here, but for Adidas and Nike, they don't often feel like the right thickness. The Argentina away shirt is a good example. The, the lines on the, the, the black mm. lines on the side panels are just a little bit too thick. Okay. I, I feel. My yeah, opinion. yeah. So it's it's almost um, a crude way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't really want to talk about Switzerland because they're they're pretty plain as well. Did they stand out for you? Well, do you know what? I mean, again, we're we're looking at this standard Puma um, approach to their World Cup kits, and, it, and with all due respect to Puma, it is kind of difficult to get really enthused about these. Mm. But the Swiss one does have that really beautiful um, map topographic shadow jacquard pattern yeah. that i think is a, is a really lovely little design okay i really like that yeah all right um costa rica um these plain ones again quite plain we've got a um what would you call that like a geometric kind of uh i, I don't i don't know what you'd call it 
it's very clearly something done in Illustrator, the, the Adobe Illustrator. Right. But it's um, yeah, that's the only very subtle adornment. Mm, okay. Um, uh, Serbia. Ah, yeah. So the home's very plain again. So it's another Puma one. The home's very yeah. plain for Serbia. The away has uh, a stripe of the the flag running, kind of turned ninety degrees and then elongated, running down the front. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. But it, and, and again, it, it fades out at the top and bottom. Mm. Yeah, that's quite a nice one. I quite like that one. Yeah, something a little bit different. But the uh, again, Puma are uh, um, almost interchangeable. You could see the Swiss and the Serbia home shirt as well. There's, mm. you know, it's finding the uh, the little aspect that makes it unique. I guess. Uh, Group F, Germany. Um, obviously, this is one of the more higher profile releases anyway and yeah. obviously the because of the design is um, revisiting the, the 88 euros and um, more pertinently the uh, Italia 90 design what do you mm. think of what they've done with it I think it works really well mm. I, I, I think it works well they've um, again we've seen these these lines with so it's got a slight training wear feel to it you yeah. know it's not being rude to say that it has got that approach um, doesn't appear to be very slim fitting does it they've definitely moved much much further away from the tech fit designs from a few years back mm. so it's it's got a kind of a it almost got a retro fit to it as well but mm. the yeah looks great what, what, what are your thoughts yeah they've got this i think that is probably the one one of the ones where the the shoulder so the the torso material the yeah. seam actually goes over the shoulder slightly yeah but there's the a couple design. that there's a couple that do that yeah. so most of them obviously have a traditional seam these ones have got shorter sleeves and but a wider torso fitting yeah so yeah it's a slightly different fit and i think a lot of the new adidas releases have a longer back as well um so like oh, a really? tail on them oh, uh, okay which is yeah it's a, a new look they're going for so obviously it, it falls straight i think is is the approach so right, it's see. probably quite fitted on, on the chest and then it falls straight after that um yeah yeah, I quite like it. Um, I th it's it's always going to be second to the original design, so it's it, because it's derivative. If this had been released before the original design in Italian IT, then this might seem better. And obviously, you can't do the colours anymore with the flag because of regulations, that kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah, it's all right. Uh, the away doesn't excite me at all. That seems very adidas in in the worst way so that they're oh, oh you like I'm, it you like that i'm one. quite a fan yeah mm. i think it i think it works well it's a it's a very cleverly constructed um shadow pattern on there i love the colors i think the tone the tones of the colors are spot on so mm. yeah one of my favorites that one um the mexico uh i i like them both the home yeah. is has got the the nod to the 93 and really the USA 94 shirts that the likes of Romania wore um, yeah. with the three bars on each side of the, the torso coming up from the bottom. Um, and the away is the very classic look, isn't it? It's got oh, the, yeah. the hoop band. Yeah, my kind of kit. I love it. I think that's really strong. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you can do that every few years, can't you? You can do something that just nods back to a a retro kit yeah well actually it's um what they have done which i think is quite nice as well is that they've got the red the, the 
and we're looking at deeper shades of green and red here with, mm. with several of the teams. But by having red shorts, that again is a nod to the um, the kind of late seventies, early eighties period of uh, of that kind of that kind of that kind of kit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good one. Um, the Sweden one's grey. The Sweden home uh, yeah. looks very much like the Italian ninety shirt. Is that the one it's based on around? <coughs> Excuse me. It's possibly the, the, the neckline is similar, but the actual diagonal pattern um probably takes its influence from the 1990s shirt that sweden wore yeah that actually i i refer to it in my book as the diagonal brickwork shirt and i defy anyone to come up with a better description mm-hmm. than that i'm sure there is one but um but, but actually by 1990 that that template was a little bit old hat by then so but it's great i mean man united had it as well ipswich um but it looks great i think the diagonal stripe design i love the adidas stripes under the arms down the down the, the seams of the shirt looks great so mm, very good that one's a winner um and then i think the away is is another one of these i i call them adidasy but it is it it's using that checkerboard thing with the dots again yeah created again as i say by three thicknesses of uh of stripe there yeah. that gives that pattern well i think this is actually i, I love that template it's so simple but so flexible, and yeah. it, it works great on the Sweden with the Sweden colours. That again, the shade of blue is just right. Uh, South Korea, um, the home uh, doesn't really do much for me. The away, I love that one. Did did you like like that? Again, it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, very very plain home, but the away one, a little bit of flair, a little mm. bit of um, almost distort. It looks like distortion, doesn't it? Mm. When your TV used to go on the blink, it's got that kind of feel to it. Whether that will, you know, I can't see this extending much beyond this. So I don't know where these designers will go from that kind of style. But it, it works well on this shirt. Yeah, I think it's the like the yin yang thing off the flag, isn't it? It's that that sort of. I think it's like a distortion of that. Yeah, is... I think I read somewhere about a tiger pattern as well. I don't know if that's oh, true, okay. but oh, mm. um, Group G, uh, Belgium. What what are your thoughts on the Belgium kits? Oh well. <laughs> the one it's based on is one of my all-time favourite shirts, primarily the away version. Mm. I think this is great. I, I think it's it's masterfully done, and that argyle design, the diamond gradiated diamond pattern, is woefully underused. So I'm a big fan. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I I wanted it back, and now that it's been released, I'm not. Mm, I'm not sure. Oh no! I I do I I think I like it, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem to fit in with the time. I don't think. Right. Okay. Well, well, funny enough, actually, you know, we talked at the beginning, didn't we, about how all of these influences are coming from a specific era in yeah. the team's history. This, of course, bucks that trend and Slightly goes right back earlier. to eighty eighty three, eighty three, eighty four. Is it? I think something something like that. Yeah. Um. The away again is this this checkerboard dot yeah. thing, uh, but this they've done the the stripes in the Belgium uh, colours, which is quite good. Yeah, nice touch. Mm. Uh, Panama, um, what's I, I've made a note that the away shirt has something interesting about it. Does it again, Jay? We're looking at a straightforward uh, design embellished with this repeated pattern. 
so it, it looks it's a new balance shirt as you say yeah. but it, it looks like something that could almost come out of the nike or adidas um studio yeah so yeah chevrons made up of little uh kind of squared effect it's a real thing anyone that draws kits like i do wince when we see something yeah. like this especially if we've got a deadline that we need to get it done <laughs> for somebody so um yeah i'm not a fan for that reason alone <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, Tunisia. I know. I'm pretty sure they're made by Allsport. Is that right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I've made no notes about there, but they're very, very plain, aren't they? They are. Okay. Crewnecks. We're, we're seeing a lot of crewnecks in this World Cup. Um, I don't think. I, I don't think there are any colours actually in this World Cup at all. Oh. Okay. No. So we're yeah we're seeing at least a definite move away from from that design element. Uh, England, what do you think of these? I think they're good. Yeah, I think they're good. I think we've we've gone back to traditional colours, and mm. it's it feels a bit perverse to not give people what they want. I don't I don't like I don't always like that. I think if people are crying out for traditional colours, let's let's give them it. You know. Yeah. Um, so I think there's just enough difference. We've got a little bit of red trim on the on the neck, which yeah. is something again that most of Nike's vapor teams haven't got that extra design element. But yeah, seeing the blue shorts back, nice red short, red um, squad number on the shorts as well. Interesting move. But I, as we said before, I'd like to see something a little bit different with that Nike um, logo placement. Some, you know, shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, the it has to be said, and I will always say this: that the away shirt is. It just I don't understand. They seem to have gone for exactly what they went for with the the last World Cup away shirt with the yeah the sort of sublimated and barely noticeable cross thing um i don't know why they've done that yeah it's we're i think crikey i could you could think about and talk about this all day couldn't you what's going on that these subtle themes that are coming in mm. and kind of overlapping a little bit and we've seen that again um umbra always went very bold with their patterns and and their designs whereas now lots of repeated patterns but they're all they're all quite subtle and the mm. england one here is a typical example. I wonder if that should have been bolder. Could have been, couldn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think if it's red on red, you'd think they'd be able to get away with it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the tonal, the tonal stuffs. I'm not saying it's been done to death, but mm. it's certainly been around for a little while yeah. now. Uh, the uh, what I'd say about the home kit is it's immediately recognisable as England, which wasn't yeah. necessarily the case with the previous kit so that's something, then, uh, that, that's an important factor yeah an important factor uh, I quite like the uh, group H final group I quite like the Poland kits uh, they've got like this um, like semi Monaco style diagonal yeah. thing it, it works doesn't it I yeah. think again Poland are one of those teams that you think oh okay every year but actually this time I thought wow yeah this this is this is an interesting it's tonal again so we're looking at ever such subtle variations of colour shade yeah. but it's something a bit different and I think it's uh, yeah it works yeah uh, Senegal um, oh, I quite like these these are Puma but they've got the the sublimated uh, very intricate um, lions they're, what are they lions of Terenga or something something along that that's way. right yeah yeah um, yeah I quite like these I think they're yeah. quite, I think that works quite well I, I love all of Puma uh, um Puma's African African shirts. Mm. I think they're all they they are always really exciting to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colombia. They've we mentioned they've they've gone with that retro design. Um, yeah, 
it's okay. It it's it's too modernised. I I okay. I, I liked it the way it was. I like the old mm. shirt. Um, but when you try and bring, sometimes when you try and bring an old design forward, it it I don't think it's intricate enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, okay. to tie in with with what they should be doing for a team right. now with with everything they know about design nowadays. So I think it maybe looks a little bit. Um, yeah, not really of this time. Um, okay. The away, I like the colours of the away. The the darker blue, with the orange, um, which nods to kits of the past. Anyway, the orange. Um, Similar pattern to the the Spanish um, kind of side panel, but flipped yep. around. I note, I see that they've, and there's only. It looks like there's only two sort of diamond arrangements there, rather than three. But yeah. yeah, different different cut on that shirt as well. Apparently, have you heard that? Oh really? Oh, I'd heard yeah, that. Yeah. On the authentic version, they've got like the um, we talked about the lower backs you mentioned earlier. Yeah. This is one of those ones where it has that, so the sides are raised a little bit higher and curved down, yeah, uh, curved up at the sides and down at the front and back. Yeah. But again, only on the um, authentic ones, not the sort of you know Replica. cheaper replicas. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I don't know if I'd want that anyway. Um, well, yeah, I might prefer the replica version of that anyway. Mm. Um, Japan. Uh, the home kit is great. It's yeah. got the uh, like chain mail. That that's the uh, samurai. samurai. Samurai, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's supposed to come from that. I couldn't I couldn't quite see exactly where it's come from samurai armor, but apparently it does. So yeah, I, 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 but it, I love it. I think it looks great. Mm. That's quite a nice one. My favourite uh, shirt of the whole tournament is. Uh, is the away shirt i think that's fantastic oh really mm. again we're looking at this really almost off-white again more of a gray than a blue but it's it's incredibly subtle isn't it yeah uh but i think it re- they've with that they've really done something new with those three bars across the shoulder yeah. as well that's um that's taking an old element but really refreshing it and, and you can imagine that template working with lots of colorways and even I'd, I'd be interested to see what it looked like with solid solid bars there rather mm. than that that tonal value but it's um it's a, it's a really hopefully we'll see a few more of teams wearing that style and see what yeah. else how far that it can be pushed yeah yeah i hadn't actually thought of that that it, that it might actually been I, i've just thought of it as like a bespoke design for for japan but it might well be that that it gets used and they've done that before i did that's if Mm, um hope so yeah yeah okay so that is the world cup that's all the kits that we know um so far a lot of references to the past in there as well yeah. hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. 
From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. And that brings us on to uh, your book, which I've just bought. Um, tell us a little bit about it, how, how it came about, because I remember when you first came on this podcast, you, I asked you if there would be a True Colors 3, and this yeah. is, in effect, True Colours 3, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, it was something that was suggested to me last year. Uh, I was approached to do an international version. I think I mentioned before, um, my original... Well, ANC Black, who published the first books, are part of Bloomsbury, who are publishing this one. Mm. But they first approached me many, many years ago to do an international version. And at the time, I didn't think it could be done to the standard that I would have wanted it to be done because there wasn't, it just wasn't the research material there. But when they came to me last year, a quick look around made me realise that with the amount of uh, higher profile shirt collectors online, people talking about kits, people drawing past kits, that it was going to be possible. And it's I'm, I'm delighted that it has proved to be. It's been hard work, but hopefully we've got as many kits as we can find for each country. They won't all be in there. I'm not going to say that because there'll always be one or two that will be missed. It's the nature of the beast. But um, hopefully there's enough there for people to get excited about. Yeah, I'm... I mean, I've literally... <laughs> I, I'm looking through it as you're talking there. And okay. it, it is fantastic. And I am okay. sorry, I haven't found uh, a missing shirt or anything like that just yet. <laughs> I thought, I'll, I'll get back I thought to you that's where that. this was going. <laughs> um, but the the shirts that I didn't know existed. Just, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's wonderful. I don't want to give too much away because everyone should buy this book. So oh, I don't want to talk you, too much about it. But. I, I'll be entirely honest, and I've said this to you uh, yeah. before we started recording. I I was looking forward to this for so many years, and then when it was released, I didn't immediately go out and buy it. I don't know why. I <laughs> I suddenly maybe because it was the thrill of the chase or something. And right, yeah, once yeah. It's, once it's been released, it's like okay, well, I'll move on to the next thing then. But I went and bought it, and it's amazing. And it is like it really is like holding True Colors three. It's, I didn't expect That's it to be brilliant. laid out in, in such a similar way to the True Colours books. I thought it would be different. And well, we looked, I was going to say, we looked at several ways that it could be done, mm. but really, so many people like that simple style. There's no point kind of breaking that up. And because the book's so dense, I mean, if it's got more kits than True Colours 1 and 2 combined and was put together in half the time so mm -hmm. <laughs> make of that what you will but it's it's a very dense book so i think if you if we went for a looser layout there'd be real danger of it, it becoming a mess mm -hmm. so we had to keep it very structured um and 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 do the kind of double decker approach which meant for a little bit less text but uh which was a shame because some some kits it's hard to kind of find the angle on them but some of them have such great stories and such great memories that it's almost a shame we have to cut the description a bit short yeah um i haven't been reading it just yet so i mean that's i always say that people should read uh, true colors one and two like a novel and just start <laughs> at the beginning and and just get into it and then you start to see the patterns between the different teams if you do it that way so when you're halfway through the book you'll you'll remember oh yeah aston villa had a kit like that and and it seems to tie in um but i'm not reading just i'm just looking at the pretty pictures at the minute it 
it was all it was always just something that needed to come to fruition because obviously you do these so well and it's so recognizable that was the thing about it. the front cover because it hasn't got mm. the the shorts and socks on it i think that may mm. be that threw me a little bit and that's why i thought the inside might be a little bit different but okay. when you open it up and you see those very familiar layout of the not not so much the the layout of the of the type and everything but the the shirt and shorts yeah. and socks combination like that it's yeah yeah the cover wasn't i didn't i didn't the publishers handle covers i, I didn't have anything to do with that ah, so okay. um because the covers are so important that's taken on by by the publishers but i think what i what surprised me so much is it's tricky with international because believe it or not there aren't always as many stories there you haven't got a story of a sponsor you've got certain countries where really for example if we did a swiss section switzerland aren't in the book they would effectively just be wearing the latest template design all the way through their history so you start to see lots of overlaps there what surprised me is that the the sub stories that come out for the fact that for an example the ussr and russia the sheer number of kits that they've worn yeah because ussr didn't have a specific kit deal with adidas it was almost let's wear whatever whatever's hanging around so timelines were all over the place which was an absolute nightmare to try and pin down and that's why i feel as long as it tells a a story through the kits it, it can't accommodate every single possible change yeah um it, it, it would just be too difficult and it would become a dull read as well but also teams like italy where in fact they've only ever really worn blue and white and it's and there's a very the integrity of the fa the federation there keeps it's so apparent throughout all of their kits they didn't even have manufacturers logos on until 2000 you know it's extraordinary so there's lots of um little stories that pop up there and it's fascinating to see how countries cultures are represented as well yeah uh sorry I, i'm i'm looking through it now and some of the things i'm finding are unbelievable uh one thing i did like the little bits of nuggets of information are great these are the things where that can throw you i imagine when you you're doing research where you go i've checked that game they weren't wearing that shirt were they i haven't seen well, that that's that's exactly the problem with and anybody there's so many people that that you know document kit histories now anybody that does that would appreciate this and that's why um it, it's an almost impossible task mm. so uh, you know for someone that's a perfectionist it is quite frustrating because you know there will be omissions and errors and and it's, it just it is how it is and, we, and i just have to accept it and and hopefully you know there won't be that many but yeah you're quite right who my, my view of it is unless you've got a photo from every single game you can't possibly know exactly what every player wore yeah. you know it's the great one of the great things that made the job very easier or easier for me was um youtube and it's surprising how many countries like france for example and the netherlands that every single game there's something on it on youtube so you can trace almost every game what they wore yeah what what's the, is, what's the period that you that this covers well, the, the book itself covers 20 teams for people that, that don't know. And it's the kind of, it's the big hitters in world football and a couple of the other ones that have got interesting kit stories and the home nations and Republic of Ireland. We go from 66. And again, that was a publisher's idea, taking it from, obviously there's the England connotations there, but also what is regarded as poss possibly the first modern World Cup. So that's, that's proved a good starting point. 
but it's it's been tricky in many ways because you you try and find out exactly what Mexico were wearing in the early 70s and there's not a lot of evidence out there so I've been very grateful to people that have helped me look at the kits and and fill in some missing gaps and you're credited in there a couple of times I think Jay oh so really oh thank fantastic you. yeah thank you circle that with a red pen um, <laughs> yeah so thank you for that but it's I've been so great so many people have helped me out which has been brilliant yeah well it's it is something that that we've been willing into uh, into reality for a while so it's fantastic that's been done it, I, I want to to list all these things I just want to talk about the things I've found in the the couple of hours that I've owned the book um, but I, I don't I don't think that's right I think people need to just buy this um, because the the things you will find out I'm just looking at the Russia kits now mm. and it's just how why did they have all those kits <laughs> I think is it are you looking at the Reebok the Reebok yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the Reebok area yeah but isn't it great you know you and you have to look you then have to look at every single game mm. and of course when you're on a tight deadline it becomes really hard to do that but you I try to get in as many I've worked did my did my damnedest on this to try and make this the best I could. Yeah. But again, you're so surprised when you think, hey, how can, why are they wearing that? Well, and then they go back to an earlier design. Yeah. So you have to try and accommodate that in the text. Um, it is extraordinary. But the Russia one, I loved it. But oh, it was it was hard hard graft. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, the the looking. I would I would look at. I would go three years or two years at a time or something. I'd go okay. Oh, now they've changed the kit, so I've got to look at the game before that to see if that was the first one that they changed their kit. But if you're looking yeah. at every match, then you're going to see things like I suppose with Romania when Romania. Yes. Oh, exactly. When they went to the, uh, Romania's not in here though, is it? No. Do you want to quickly run through who is in there? Yeah. Yeah. Please would do. That, yeah. Would that be of use? Um, right. We've got Argentina. Yeah. Belgium. I'll go for an alphabetical order. Yep. Argentina. Belgium, Brazil, Denmark, England, France, Germany, and and Germany. It's no secret. I'm I'm not sort of hiding it. We didn't get permission from the German, um, the DFB, to include illustrations of their shirts, mm. so we had to do a photo section. But a lot of people are saying actually it breaks up the, the the layout of the book. So I think it's all fine, and I will make those available at some point. Um, Italy, Mexico, Netherlands, Northern Ireland. Portugal, Republic of Ireland, Russia, USSR, Scotland, Spain, Sweden, Uruguay, USA, and Wales. So mm. there's there's a real mixture of um, teams with long heritage and long histories in football, and teams like the USA, where you know they they they've had their ups and downs, and the kits almost reflect that as well. Yeah, as as certainly yeah certainly as um, eclectic kit histories go that. It's a great selection of teams, so USA doesn't don't necessarily have the the pedigree of some of the other teams, um, but yeah, the kits. But fantastic. actually, there's, there's, there's stories there. When you look at, I mean, a lot of USA fans aren't happy with the way that Nike have um, changed their culture, their history all the time. Mm. But I think that's one of the strengths of it: the fact that there's such a rich design, um, rich set of designs. And when you look at, for example, um, Scotland as well, you look at a spread of theirs and compare it to Italy's where it's just blue and white, yeah. you're seeing a massive array of colour. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Well, it's up to, kind of up to the reader to decide, you know, how how restricted should these colours be? Should they always be traditional or should they let their hair down a bit? Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. It was again, as we mentioned earlier, for for the for the fan of football kits not connected with the country. So you mentioned the USA fans will be angry with with Nike for changing the colours and the design mm. so many times, but it's great for us. We, oh we yeah, don't, definitely. We don't <laughs> have the same investment in the same way, but we get more kits and more styles of kits, so that's great. And they're beautifully illustrated in here, so that's even better. Thank so, you. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend this book to everyone. Uh, as John said, uh, there's a, a significant amount of my own input in there, so for that reason alone, people should buy it. <laughs> Sign um, some copies, Jane, and do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I might do that. I might go. Where, where, where is it? So it's stocked in Waterstones, isn't it? Waterstones. Yeah, it's it's it should be everywhere. Waterstones around the country have it. It's um, doing really well on Amazon. So yeah. Amazon Bloomsbury's Bloomsbury's website. Um, yeah, should be available all over all over the place. Wonderful. So no excuse for not buying this. And really, anyone. I mean, I'm I'm still just getting into this now, but. It, it clearly is another true colours. So if you own the first two books, you have to own this one as well. You don't. Um, it's it's not okay to not own this one. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good, Jay. Um, okay, well, thanks so much for coming on, John. This is fantastic. In fact, I want to end this podcast so I can go back to the book. Um, Brilliant. It's, it's always a pleasure talking kits with you, Jay. It really is. Well, we'll talk again soon, and thanks so much for coming on. Um, no, I need to just, just mention something else. Um, there are lots of different podcasts available. I don't know if we were the first officially, the first um, football kit podcast, but uh, Chris Oakley's doing some with Kit Bliss, and you can get extra podcasts if you sign up to his Patreon, which I recommend everyone does. Um, there is also the Kit Club, I think which is another oh, one you okay. can get on, on Apple. That's a great podcast. Um, With, a Girl, uh, With a Girl podcast, which is a St. Pauli podcast based in Canada. Um, Sean has actually been on the Design Football podcast with me. Uh, they did an interview with Jason Lee, who's also been on our podcast. It comes in two parts. That is a must-listen as well. We'll have a listen to that. It's brilliant. Um, it talks about Check how we designed the St. Pauli kits. Really worth listening to. So people should have, uh, have a listen to that. Um, and I think that's more or less it at the minute. Of, but you're doing all right. If you've got four or five different podcasts going around that, that are focused on kits, uh, you're doing okay, I think. So um, thank you for listening to this. I'm J29 on Twitter if you want to speak to me. John, you're on social media. True Colours. <laughs> Kits. True Colours Kits, yeah, on Twitter's best place to get hold of me there, but um, anybody, any comments or questions john at truecoloursfootballkits.com I'll be more than happy to, to chat Oh brilliant, you've got his email, wonderful um, Okay, so Design Football on, on Twitter uh, designfootball.com on Facebook and designfootball.com is the website as well, thanks very much for listening and uh, we'll be back soon with someone else and thank you John and thank no you, problem, thank you. Cheers. Cheers, bye bye now Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So... 
What are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.